Hello, amazing listener. This is TTL with Promise, and TTL simply means truth, thoughts, and lessons. I'm glad and thankful that you made it to this podcast. So this podcast revolves predominantly about the truth of God's word, but you also get to hear my thoughts on certain subjects and lessons I've learned from life's experiences so far. I plead the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. You must have made one or both of these two statements at some point in this year, maybe multiple times. Or you must have heard someone make these statements both of them or either of them and i think there was a comedy line that went like blood of jesus like an exclamation for when something happens and many of us were taught from when we were little to always plead the blood of jesus whenever something happens maybe you had a bad dream or you are in a bad situation maybe an accident is about to happen or you're afraid of something anything negative you just plead the blood of jesus or you feel like there's some demonic presence or witchcraft or any of those things you just begin to plead the blood of jesus and all of that but you see it's good enough to say this thing it's good enough to make this statement but when it comes to spiritual things what makes it potent is the understanding of why you're doing that thing why this principle stands why do i plead the blood of jesus why do i shout the blood of jesus this is what understanding does understanding makes you know what this thing is to do for you and how it works how does it work what is it supposed to do for me when you know that this is the process and this is the end result it now becomes easier to believe that thing you're doing so many people just shout blood of jesus out of fear or sometimes out of impulse because for years they've been trained to just react with the blood of jesus it's not by saying it it's by believing it and believing comes with understanding why should i plead the blood of jesus when i feel scared when i feel this kind of way are there other situations where the blood of jesus is even supposed to work for me that i am not aware of apart from when there is fear or some negative emotion what is the blood of jesus supposed to do for us as god's children and that's what i'm going to talk about today the first thing it does is justification which is actually the process through which you became a child of god that's the first role the blood of jesus plays for every individual justification i talked about it in my last episode how none of us could have earned justification with god how none of us could have been reconciled back to god how none of us could have made peace with god but then jesus christ died and His blood that was shed is what justified us. His blood that was shed is what cleansed us from all our sins and made us holy. So Romans chapter 5 verse 9 says, Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So the blood of Jesus is what justified us, moved us from being sinners to being God's children, translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the dear Son of God. So the first role the blood of Jesus plays is the role of justification, makes us right with God. On coming to Christ, you say, Father, I come before you just as I am, and I repent of all my sins. I ask that you forgive me and wash me clean with your blood. It washes you with that blood, dips you into the stream of the blood, and brings you out pure then you're justified and you have right standing with him. The blood of Jesus also stands for the seal of our redemption. That's like the proof of ownership. So Ephesians 1 verse 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, 
according to the riches of his grace. So we have redemption through the blood of Jesus. What does it mean to redeem something? It means to buy it back. Back then in the days of slavery, you can buy a slave and free the slave because the slave is yours. For us children of God, the price at which we were bought from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son, that price is the blood of Jesus. That's the only currency that was weighty enough to buy us back. So the blood of Jesus is the price that was paid for our redemption. The price at which you were bought back by God unto himself is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is the proof of ownership. It's the proof that, hey, I bought this one. How do I know you bought her? Jesus shed his blood. That blood is what I used to pay, right? Remember, whenever you approach God and you think, are you sure that when I ask God for forgiveness, God really forgave my sins. Do you know what, what things I've done? How would you have been able to just look at all of the things I've done and just wipe them off? What would you use to wipe them off? It is the blood of Jesus because the Bible says Jesus already bore the sins of the whole world on himself when he was on the cross. He became sin itself. So when you're coming to God, there's nothing new. There's nothing he has not seen. So he just says, you, forgiveness, right? It dips you in the blood. It brings you out white as snow. No matter what it is you've done, the blood of Jesus, so long as it remains, you are assured of the forgiveness of your sins. You are assured of your redemption. That's another thing the blood of Jesus stands for. The sign that you have been bought. Also, the blood of Jesus gives us constant access to God. Emphasis on the word constant. The assurance that every second of the day, every minute of my life, I can always talk to God. I can always appear before my Father. I can always approach the throne of God without fear, without fervor, without anxiety, with boldness. Even when I make a mistake, it's because the blood of Jesus is flowing. That's what gives me constant access to God. Because the blood of Jesus is still available. That's the assurance I have that I am going to be accepted before God. Having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. It did not say by what you've done or by how good you've been, how well behaved you've been. No, by the blood of Jesus. Meaning whether I come as a person that has not done anything wrong, it is still the blood of Jesus that gives me access. Because remember, it is not by works. Works is not what justifies us before God. If I wait for each time I am perfect, each time I have not done anything wrong to be assured that God will listen to me, to be assured that I have access to God, then the day something goes wrong, I would not be confident enough to open my mouth and talk to my father. But whether I am right or wrong, the blood of Jesus is the key that opens the door to the holiest of holies, where I can stand and I know the wrath of God has nothing to do with me. God is entirely pleased with me. He sees me as his child because I came through the blood. In that process, for example, let's say I made a mistake, which should not be frequently found on the lips of a believer though, because you're being renewed. Because as time goes on, the Holy Spirit keeps working on you and you begin to drop all of these excesses. But let's say I make a mistake and I am coming to God and the Holy Spirit has convicted me of that sin or that mistake. All I have to do is just to say, Father, I know I did this one wrong and I am sorry. I see the wrong in this. I admit that this is wrong and I repent of it. Repentance does not mean being sorry. Repentance is a decision to turn away from something. Repentance is actually an action you take to ensure something does not happen. 
It starts with saying it though. I repent of this thing. I promise I would not do it again by your grace. I receive the grace to discipline myself, to put all the measures in place to not do this again. And I receive your forgiveness through the blood. This sin has been wiped away. It no longer has my name on it. I am once again perfect in your sight in the name of Jesus. That is all it takes. So the blood of Jesus gives us constant access to God. It makes you assured that I can always at every point of my life talk to God because I come through the blood of Jesus. It also sustains our status as sons. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? We have a conscience as human beings, right? We have a conscience that sometimes pricks us. Now, the conviction of the Holy Spirit is one thing. And a conscience that is made alive by the Holy Spirit is a useful tool because through your living conscience, it convicts you and that godly sorrow leads to repentance. But there's sorrow that does not lead to repentance, that leads to guilt and regret. You now start trying to do this. The Bible calls it dead works. So the blood of Jesus cleanses our conscience from those dead works. When you appear before God and you receive that justification, when you receive forgiveness of that sin, it just makes you free. It lifts the burden of your conscience. It lifts that regret, lifts that guilt. You no longer feel burdened. That's another thing the blood of Jesus serves to do. As much as it serves to grant you access to God through the forgiveness of sins, it also frees your conscience from the burden of regret and guilt. One more thing the blood of Jesus does for us is that it speaks mercy over judgment and accusation. One thing you should know is that the blood of Jesus speaks. Reading Revelation chapter 12 verse 10 to 11, it says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. We have an accuser, that's the devil, the accuser of the brethren. One of the duties the devil took upon himself is to accuse us before God. So you're appearing before God and the devil appears to and says, God, do you want to answer this one? Don't you see? You're omniscient, you're omnipotent. I know you know all things. You're all powerful and that is why you are God. You know that this one has done wrong. You know this one did this and that. And the devil keeps accusing and keeps accusing and keeps accusing. But you see, this is what happens. We always overcome by the blood of Jesus. There was a time where sometimes I would want to pray and the devil would bring up this thought of one thing I done wrong. And I would just begin to question, would God answer me? Are you sure God wants to hear my voice at this point? Are you sure? And many other questions that will flood my mind. The day I learned that that's why the blood of Jesus is there. I'll just tell the devil, hold on, let me show you something. I'll say that prayer I made earlier. Father, I admit I did this. I know. I received the conviction of your spirit. And I received forgiveness of sins through the blood. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This sin is wiped away. My slate is clean. I am new. When I finish, I tell the devil, eh -huh. what's left? What else? <laughs> what else do you have up your sleeve? Bring it on. Because there's literally nothing he can do after that. So I tell him, away with you. Out of this place, I have business to do with my father. And that's just it. 
that's about everything so the blood of jesus serves to silence the voice of the accuser it says here they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and lastly the blood of jesus speaks it speaks mercy over judgment hebrews 12 verse 24 i love this particular scripture it says to jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of abel and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of abel so we all know the story or if you don't there were two sons in the bible the sons of adam abel and cain and both of them offered sacrifices to god and god received that of abel and rejected that of cain and cain was angry and grieved and pissed off and god warned him that sin was lurking at the door of his heart but he did not heed god's warning and in his rage and all that he lured his brother out to the field and killed him that was the first murder and after he killed him god said the blood of his brother abel which he spilled on the earth is crying out to him in heaven for vengeance so blood speaks there is a law at work on earth the law of karma what you sow you reap what you do you'll get back before coming to christ you may have done so many things you may have done so much evil that it's just speaking against you there is the voice of vengeance the voice of so many people you've wronged so much evil you've done speaking against you that you don't even know how to escape the judgment the hand of accusation pointing against you pointing against your family sometimes it may not even be you it could be your ancestors it could be your parents things they've done acts of wickedness they did back then maybe when they were ignorant or they were just sold to evil now it's affecting their children affecting generations after the blood of jesus is the voice that speaks mercy over judgment a translation says the blood of jesus is better than the blood of abel in that while the blood of abel was screaming vengeance the blood of jesus screams mercy mercy so when you say i plead the blood of jesus when you use the word plead it's like you're tendering a case in the law court i plead for this person like you have a lawyer pleading for you the blood of jesus stands in as a lawyer for every child of god and says this one has been bought this one has been redeemed from the curse of the law because christ has been made a curse for us as it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree so whatever cause exists prior to them coming to god or whatever their ancestors or parents has done that is now speaking against them they are free from it can't you see they've been bought out of that place when you plead the blood of jesus over your life you're like saying let the blood of jesus speak against every other voice that is saying what is not god's will for my life i can say the blood of jesus speaks forgiveness over me it speaks mercy over me it speaks healing over me it speaks restoration over me you can pray like that because the blood of jesus speaks so i allocate it the blood of jesus speaks health over me speaks abundance over me speaks righteousness over me speaks fruitfulness over me i begin to pray like this over my family you're pleading the blood of jesus it's like it's in the law court and it's speaking on your behalf so the next time you say blood of jesus think of these things that the blood of jesus stands to do for you and then allocate it appropriately is it justification you're looking for receive justification through the blood are you seeking to be assured of your redemption to be assured that i am god's child 
the blood of Jesus is there. That is the price that was paid for you to be redeemed. So whatever you think, are you sure when I ask God to forgive me, the thing really works? Are you sure my sins were actually washed away? Are you sure? Because some of my sins are too strong. Remember that the blood of Jesus is the price. So long as Jesus shed that blood on the cross, there is no sin that can withstand it. The blood of Jesus gives you constant access to God. It is through the blood of Jesus you get access to God, regardless of what you've done or not. Then, it sustains your status as a son of God because it cleanses your conscience from dead works. It takes away the struggle and sustains your freedom. The blood of Jesus speaks mercy over judgment. It silences the accuser. It speaks mercy over every negative voice that is speaking against your life. Once again, the next time you say the blood of Jesus, with this understanding, you can appropriate it. You can say it in prayer. You can plead it over a situation. You can receive forgiveness through the blood. You can remember that this is the price at which I was bought from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the dear son of God. And you can give thanks to God for the blood of Jesus. With that, we've come to the end of this episode. I pray that this understanding, this light that we all have received, Father, you grant unto us the grace to live it out, to walk in it. And as we do so, it produces results in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope and I believe it was a blessing. I believe it was a form of enlightenment. And if you have any questions, any suggestions, feedback, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your comments on this episode. I'd love to hear all you have to say. You can comment below or send me a DM at Promise Anago on Instagram. And please share to your friends, your family, everyone you think should hear this. Please send this to them and let them be blessed as well. Thank you. Until next time, remain in the hands of God.